Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Welcome, everyone, to VO Booth Besties VO 101. The goal of our series here is to provide current and credible information to folks who are newer to the voiceover industry and want to learn more from pros who know. There is so much information out there, and it can be quite overwhelming. We hope to ease those feelings. Each week, we will have a new topic and occasionally a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. You can submit your questions through our website at boothbesties.com or our Facebook group, and we'll do our best to include them in our discussions. A quick bit of housekeeping. In order to stay on topic and get as many of your questions answered as we can, we actually keep the hand raising turned off. However, the chat will always remain open, and this week, we will all be monitoring that. And uh, let's get started. Over to you, JT. Thank you very much. I'm going to start by introducing our surprise guest, Joe Davis, the founder of Voice Actor Websites and VoiceActor.com. Joe Davis has over 18 years of experience working in digital marketing and web development and has spent the last 10 years focused on the world of voiceover thanks to his good friend, the home studio master, Dan Leonard. During that time, he's developed numerous websites, internet platforms, and marketing plans for voiceover actors, agents, voiceover businesses, and other VO professionals. He loves helping entrepreneurs shape and develop their ideas into viable businesses. This includes the entire process from conceptualization all the way through into implementation. His areas of expertise include web design, search engine optimization, which is a topic coming up Monday, pay-per-click advertising, voiceover, business strategy, and dance instruction. Yes, for real. Salsa, swing, merengue, and more. And I have seen Joe dance, and I, I didn't know that. And when I saw him, I was blown away. Over to you, A.B. Well, Joe, we are very grateful that you have joined us today. We have a, a few things to cover before we get to asking you questions. So you're welcome to keep your mic muted. Or if you want to hop on and say something, feel free to just unmute your mic and jump in anytime. Um, we wanted to give a little nod to NJ, who had a meeting come up, and she is hopefully going to be able to pop on later. But if anybody's like, wait, where's NJ? She'll be here, hopefully, eventually. But for now... We are going to talk about websites. So, JT, you just redid your website, and so I feel like this is the most fresh in your mind right now. So let's start at the beginning. Why do voice actors need a website? The main points for needing a website are that it's your calling card. It showcases your demos, gives potential clients, agents, managers a one-stop to hear all of your work, see your videos, learn about you, get a feel for your brand. It can be as simple as a one-page website with one or two demos, your name and the logo or picture. And as you build your business, it can have multiple demos, a section with videos of work that you booked, audio clips from work that you booked. Eventually, you may broaden those to have a page for each genre you worked in the most, which helps your SEO. And again, we're going to drill down on SEO Monday with Gina Scarpa. So another thing that your website can be is a business landing page where you can virtually book your clients. You can have your contracts available for download, have your rate sheets up. Um, that's something that, you know, might come a little bit farther on in your business, but it's something you can do on your website. Are there alternatives 
that are viable for new talent? Because some people talk about just using like a voice one, two, three profile or a cast voices profile as their landing page. Uh, JT, what are your thoughts on that? It's okay. But if you're sending to someone to like voice one, two, three or voices.com, there's going to be a little thing at the bottom that says similar to the person you're searching. Um, so you're, you may be redirecting people. However, Cast Voices allows you to have a profile that doesn't give the chance for clients to search other talent, and they've designed it specifically that way. It's super simple. It's a good landing page to use with a URL that's specific to you, so it's not like Voices.com or Voice123, so they can't just go search other talent. It sends them just to you. Now, it, it is, you know, at castvoices.com slash your name, but it's still just your name. Yeah, I just put my profile in the chat if anybody wants to see what it looks like if they don't currently have a Cast Voices profile. I didn't realize uh, until we were talking about this that there was no way through your Cast Voices profile for someone to then go search for other voices. So that is really nice because I know like on Voice123, if you go search my profile, you'll find you might find JT because we sound very similar. Right. Right. <laughs> So it's a uh, it's definitely important to make sure that you're not sending your clients somewhere where they could find all of the people who are also alternatives to your voice, right? Cast Voices is a good starter option. Um, it, the free version only allows you one demo. You you don't really get a lot of customization. So let's say that somebody wants more personalized and customized website than something like Cast Voices has to offer. Where do we go? Well, you can start by paying someone else to make your website. This can often be an expensive investment, but it is a good investment. Um, those professionals know how to do it and they know how to do it well. But for people starting out in the business, I don't think you need to spend that much money on your website. Some good options? Well, I know that when I first started out, I paid a college student to design my website. So you can okay. reach out to any web designer and say, hey, I'd like you to design me a website. That can get really expensive as well. And they don't always really know what voice actors need on their websites. Um, I had a guy evaluate my website about two years ago, and he kept giving feedback like, oh, you should you should have this or you should include that. And they were things that just aren't relative to our, relevant to our industry. And then things that I did have that I felt like were relevant. He was like, oh, you don't really need that. So when I hired the college student to design it, I'll be honest, that website never went live. It really and truly looked like my 12-year-old designed it. Actually, <laughs> I think my 12-year-old probably could have done a better job, to be honest. This college student just really didn't know what elements voice actors needed to have. And my idea for branding ended up falling flat. So I rebuilt it myself. Okay. Um, you can also pay somebody like voice actor websites to design and implement your site. They have a lot of different options cost-wise, which is really nice. Yeah. I had My a consultation with yeah. them and uh, they were really friendly and helpful. And I was pretty excited about it. But I, at that point, I was already pretty happy with my branding and the website I had set up. So I had been thinking, oh, I'll just transfer over to voice actor websites. I didn't really need to at that point because I just needed some tweaks. But you actually used voice actor websites for a long time, right? I did. I did. Uh, my last site was with them for a few years because the site that I originally built my website on stopped supporting the platform that I was using. 
So I handed everything over to the very capable team at Voice Actor Websites. They did a beautiful job with it. My problem is that I, it's, it's hosted on WordPress and I don't function on WordPress. I don't know how to do anything <laughs> on WordPress. And it takes yeah. me forever to be able to change something small. So you just did a total rebrand and redid your website. Mm -hmm. um, talking about branding a little bit, is it important to know your brand before you build a website? Initially, I don't think so. But as your career develops and you start to book more work and you really want to start to get out there and reach out to agents and possibly casting directors are looking at your website, um, managers and clients who are going to find you to book directly, yeah, you're going to want to eventually consider some branding and think about who you are and how your website reflects your personality, the work that you like to do, and you'll want to carry that branding across all of your professional pages. I changed mine because I had the Voice Cognito brand for, gosh, I think seven years, and it felt right at the time. But seven years later, I've grown, I've changed as a person, and that just wasn't me anymore. So uh, I think I told you guys this story after a workshop with Dave Walsh, where he told me to wrap my read in flannel, <laughs> and it changed it completely. I shared that story with you and NJ and with my husband, and you all said, flannel, that's you. That's your brand. You need to change your branding. After I had just had my new headshots for Voice Cognito done like two months before. It was time to rebrand and change the whole thing because you guys were right. That just felt like me. So instead of spending more money than I wanted to, I left everything for Voice Cognito Go. And it's, it's actually all still live um, because I have seven years worth of clients who know to find me there. But I did rebrand and built it myself because I like to torture myself No, because <laughs> I knew in my head how I wanted it to look. And sometimes it's easier to just play with things and tweak things myself than to try and explain it to somebody else and have them find my vision. Yeah. Well, I know that while you were building your website, you your brand kind of formed itself as you were going, which was kind yeah. of cool to see that that genesis. Douglas Kelly is in the chat and Douglas is uh, has been a web designer, I think he said for 20 years, uh, a long time. He knows about websites and he says it is good to know your brand before building and, and know your marketing plan. But Joe pointed out, and Joe, you can unmute your mic and say this uh, yourself if you'd like. I'd love that. Sure. Um, can you guys hear me? This is my first time on Clubhouse. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. And uh, I, I was a surprise guest to me, too. I didn't know that I was going to be here either. <laughs> so th I appreciate the, the last minute invite. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that I, I think some voice actors who are new get caught up in the I need a brand trap before I build a website. And um, there are certain things you absolutely do need before you build a website. Demos is one of them. So uh, I talk to people all the time who are like, I want a website. I'm a voice actor. And I say, great, what kind of demos do you have? And they say, demos? And I say, okay, you're not ready for a website. So um, th there, there is such a thing as putting the cart before the horse. But I, I do think that um, when it comes to a brand, if you're new, you may end up positioning yourself as something that you're not just because you feel you need a brand. And so it's 
it's better to look professional than it is to have a brand right off the, the bat. Unless you know you, you have a lane, you know you're going to stay in it, and you, you have an idea for a brand already, then great, utilize that or build it out. But um, I think first and foremost, you need an extension of your business card when you're new. Basically, a place where someone can go see that you're legitimate and can hear you and ideally hire you. I talk a lot about the fact that especially beginning voice actors have a tendency to kind of hyper-focus on these things that we can control. We can't control our performance. We can't control who hires us. We can't control who listens to our auditions, but we can control our brand, right? And so people will just, they'll spend so much time. I need to know exactly what color and what my logo looks like. And it just feels like these things you can focus on, but those things aren't actually helping you grow. And so we like to say, you know, be very basic with your brand at the beginning. It'll progress. You'll know when it's time to change. but I feel like it's okay to change, right? When I first started out, I was the voiceover mama. And <laughs> I laugh now because I that seemed appropriate at the time. I frequently had a baby on my hip. Uh, but then someone said, you're not, you don't want people to worry like you're going to have the baby in the booth with you or that, or to think something negative about you or to pigeonhole you. And I was really doing a lot of corporate narration at the time. So I rebranded and went just with my name. And I don't have any fancy taglines or cool stuff, but it doesn't, I don't really feel like I need it. So JT, when you've, so let's say someone else is like, I want to build my website myself. All right. You don't have the the capital to invest in a professional or somebody like voice actor websites that can just do it all for you. So where do you go? There are a lot of easy-to-use options out there, like Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, WordPress, GoDaddy, and the newer voiceactor.com. I think the three of us, NJJT and I, all use Wix currently, Um, but I've used WordPress in the past, and just like you, I found it to be super complex. Um, I was a blogger, so I was using it literally every day, and I was getting I just... I got a headache from it every day. And you'd think after four years of blogging that I would have figured it out, but they kept changing it, you know? And so um, I really like Wix. I find it to be more user-friendly, but it is time-consuming and cumbersome. I like the freedom that I have to really customize everything precisely how I want. I can design something on Canva, save it, and drop it onto my website. So it feels like the sky's the limit, but that learning curve to get there, it really is... It is a steep learning curve to be comfortable in Wix. And if you're not a web designer, you might not know like where things should be positioned or how, what sounds the best, right? So what about templates? Templates are super easy on all of those, um, all of those options. It's easy to customize your colors and your fonts. And really just depends on how particular you want to get about the way that everything looks and functions. It's pretty easy to take a template, drop your stuff into it, and just let it go the way it is. However, Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, WordPress, and GoDaddy, in my searches, have not had voiceover-specific templates available. So you're changing a photography gallery template or an artist gallery template. And that can get kind of tricky. So that is where the beauty of voiceactor.com comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So joining us to talk a little bit about this option, I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you guys uh, listening up front, I hadn't explored voiceactor.com 
until this morning. I was I knew I was going to offer it as an option, but I thought, well, I want some feedback and I couldn't find any fast enough. And so I went and built a website for my daughter in 15 minutes. And just so you can see what this what this 15 minute website looks like, I'm going to drop it in the chat. Um, or if you're listening later, you can go to voiceactor.com slash site slash Aria Kate, A-R-I-A-K-A-T-E. 15 minutes. Literally in 15 minutes, I had this done. And the, the beauty of it was it immediately integrated to a mobile site. And if anybody's used Wix, they know you have to build your desktop site and then you have to go in and modify everything to make it work on mobile. But voice actor websites immediately worked on on mobile and it was just filling in boxes. It was so simple. It's like, what do you want you're about to say? Type it in and they position everything. So Joe Davis, tell us a little bit about what you think makes voiceactorwebsites.com different and what it is. Um, you actually described the inspiration for it perfectly. So uh, WordPress is powerful, but complicated for a lot of people. Wix, Squarespace, Weebly are easier, but not specifically built for voice talent. And so I, I talk to voice actors almost on a daily basis who say, I went to Wix and I tried to build my website and I gave up because it was putting a square peg into a round hole. And so, you know, if you're comfortable on any of those platforms and you can do it yourself, I think it's a, those are great options. Um, but the inspiration for voiceactor.com was all that frustration that people had trying to, as you said, take a photography website or a e-commerce website and turn it a template for that and turn it into a, a voiceover site. And so um, we said, why don't we take the, the elements that we know that every voice actor can and, and will use at some point, audio demos, video, client testimonials, voice descriptors, delivery methods, um, headshot if you want, et cetera, and turn it into really simple do-it-yourself uh, templates. And so um, that's what we did. And on the, the platform, um, we're constantly adding new features. So like we just added PayPal integration so you can get paid to your um, PayPal from your clients embedded in your website. We're not a part of that transaction. It just goes directly to you. It doesn't involve us. We just added a space for that. Um, but basically, we have several dozen of these templates that we created and you can control what sections are enabled, disabled, what imagery appears, colors, fonts, et cetera no coding. And the idea was that, um, as you said, you can build a, a website in minutes that looks professional. Um, interestingly enough, we expected it to be mostly new folks signing up. And there's been a, a lot of people who um, have been in the industry for a while that are starting to use it. And so we're starting to add more advanced functionality because of those people. And so now you can use a third-party demo player if you want. Um, we're adding a create your own template option where you can actually create your own template as opposed to using one of the ones that we have up there. And so it was this um, born out of a need that we heard over and over again. And uh, I, I love the way you, you introed it because that's exactly why we built it. Fantastic. It, yeah, I loved the way that my site looked with voice actor websites, but it, it was so hard for me. I would, I would drop a, a video in and then I'd go check it out and my my alignment was off. And so it, it could take me a really long time to do something very simple. And I love mm -hmm. what you've done with voiceactor.com. 
Uh, let's talk Thank about you. some basic elements that we need to make sure that we have right from the very beginning. You've got to have your name. Tagline. A.B., what do you think about the importance of a tagline? Well, I think we have N.J. in the audience. So oh, is she back? She Yay! is. She popped in. So I don't know if, if you can unmute N.J. We, I know that you have thoughts on taglines. So. Hey, everybody. Thanks. I'm, I'm here. I was finishing up the session, and so I'm glad to join you guys. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing all right. How about you? Excellent. So, um, okay, so I'm trying to – I'll try and catch up. But we're talking about taglines, guys. Let's not get eaten up about it. Um, for many folks, certainly who are starting out, you haven't even booked a job. You don't know what kind of talent you are. We, I say this all of the time in other clubhouses. We can be so well-intentioned and put ourselves on one path and be like, yep, I'm going to be a commercial voice actor. And the next thing you know, you're booking audiobooks or you're booking promo or you're, well, you know, you're booking something else. And so you don't want to narrow the scope too much too early until you really get going. Um, I think for me, it is most important. JT had already started with it. I want to have your name, your contact information, not unlike your LinkedIn page, treat it like a landing page. I'd love to see your face. And collectively, casting directors, clients have said over and over, don't make me scroll. Give me your demos at the top. I don't need, you know, just try to get as much as you can packed in the top portion, pretty, you know, but to the top <clears throat> portion of your page. So tagline, that can come later. No one's thinking, you know, I was looking for the warm, friendly guy next door, and then suddenly they found your page. <laughs> so, so I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much um, about getting eaten up with that. Okay, I'll turn it back over to you guys. What about a headshot? Is is a headshot super important? Is it okay to use a uh, an animation, a graphic of yourself? What do you guys think? There are two schools of thoughts on this. One is that a straightforward shot of you smiling at the camera, uh, whether it's a selfie or a picture that somebody took or you actually went to a professional photographer is the way to go. Then there's another school of thought that I hadn't really considered until I was talking to Mark Ryder about it. And he does not use a picture of himself because his concern is that somebody's going to go to his website, look at his picture. He's going to remind them of the bouncer that threw them out of the club when they were 22 years old and decide right off the bat without hearing a thing that they don't want to work with him. Or, you know, maybe they're going to go to your website, look at your picture, and you're going to remind them of their husband's ex-girlfriend and not want to work with you. So for some people, they're just fine with a logo and no picture. So it's really a personal preference. If you're comfortable with it, that's great. And um, an avatar is also a great option. I used one of those for a long time until I got the headshots done a couple months ago, which is back in the fall. I took a picture of myself that I liked. I used the fever. <laughs> I posted the job on fever and had somebody take my picture, turn it into a cartoon, give me the spy look with the trench coat and the collar turned up and the aviator glasses and the rain hat. And um, I used that for, oh my gosh, uh, five years or so. 
and it worked out just fine. So it's it's a personal preference, but something that you can carry across all of your social media is helpful so that when somebody sees you, that it just it is immediate immediately identifiable as you. Yes. Can I can I add something to that? Yes. So I one of the the things that uh, probably the, the top question I get is should I add a headshot or a photo of myself? And I think um on top of everything that you said which I agree with, uh what is your range? So sometimes you have people who are 60 that sound like they're 30 and sometimes you have people who are 30 that sound like they're 60 or they can sound like they're 20 10 or or 60. And so um, when someone sees you, it's going to pre-bias the listener that you're going to sound a certain way. And so if, if you, I think if there's a strong correlation between the way you look and the way you sound, then adding another level of connection with a person and ability to be recognized is great. But if you are, if you have gray hair, but you sound, you know, young or can sound young, well, then people are going to see you and say, well, maybe they're not the right fit for this role. So I, I think a lot of it also has to do with your vocal range. That's a really that good is point. A, yeah, a hundred percent. Because there has been a lot of talk lately about ageism in our industry. And and Joe, you you literally said what I was going to say. Yeah, if you are have a look of a certain age, yeah, for sure, some presumptions can a hundred percent be made. But I I also think there is something to be said for. And again, JT said it too that it, this is really personal preference, but. We're in a relationship building industry too, you know, and I do think there is, I appreciate 100% agree with what Joe and JT both said, but I do think there is something to be said for knowing who you're talking to, you know, like allowing for that, the relationship part of it. Um, and, but for me, you know, and we've said this um, in, in other, when we're talking about, you know, quote logos or, or your avatars or things like that. Whatever it does become, whatever you choose to do, if you do something animated or it needs to actually be a reflection of you and who you are. We've heard it before. Don't post the picture of a microphone from 1950 that nobody even uses. Don't, you know, uh, post, I don't know, just something that is unrelated to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that this, this is a really a really great conversation because it really does depend on your personal preference and what you're trying to convey to the world. I think it's just important to remember that like our our website itself, our headshots are what we want to convey to the world. So we want to make sure that that matches um, who we are. So like, for example, for me, when I had my headshots done, my goal was that I wanted somebody to know that they could sit down and talk to me and that we could be friends in real life. And so I chose to sit on a big comfy chair and and use warm colors and make sure that my headshot matched that. So while we're talking about making sure that we're putting a certain image out to the world through our website, let's talk about the about me section of our website. NJ, how can actors use this space to help their potential clients get to know them better without sounding like every other voice actor. You know, the phrase like, I've been acting since I was young. I've always loved being on stage. Like Uh, everybody has that, right? Like everybody feels that way. So I kind of give four bullet points for people to consider. I never tell anyone what to do, but things to consider is 
who you are, I'll circle back to that, what you do, why you're different, and why they should hire you. There's your four bullets. And I would argue if you didn't know more than provide one sentence answering those, that is a beautiful about me. Um, I had, I've had some folks, um, voice actors, who will reach out and go, hey, do you mind reviewing this? And to your point, A.B., I went to college and I, you know, I was a music theater major and I have two kids and, you know, in a world of zero attention span, <laughs> you know, if assume they're not going to spend a long time listening to your demo, certainly assume they're not going to spend a long time, you know, reading all about your past. But the reality is, in my opinion, all the past stuff and I'm the kids and all the thing and what I aspired to be, but now I'm doing voiceover, is not a compelling pitch. You really have to think about this elevator pitch mentality. Like they need to be able to, again, see who you are. I am this kind of voice actor. Maybe it's your description, maybe it's your tagline, but let's be concise so they get an idea of who you are. What I do, this is, you know, maybe you like to list the genres you work in, or maybe you're, I don't like to list out every, I don't, um, every major uh, company I've worked with. Some people do that, your choice. But then here's why you want me. Like, let's, let's get down to brass tacks. Maybe you're, maybe part of your elevator pitch is I've got a U87, I've got like the highest, the best technology, the best, um, you know, equipment. Or um, you kind of say that, and then this is why, and then this is why, this is what makes me unique, and then this is why you should hire me. I've got, I can do this for you and this for you. I, I don't know, you know, like just really trying to be a little more concise. Assume people are not going to read three paragraphs of info. Now, Joe, JT, you, and AB, you guys can speak to this too. Let's, let's take it a step further. The workaround is you may say, well, Jen, that doesn't help my SEO. I need, I need more oomph. So maybe your about me that's on your main page is concise. It's brief. Okay. But now maybe you do, you have an animation, you have an automotive, you have different, um, sorry, brain's not working, links, you know, that take you to another page. And then maybe you can expand a little further into that specific genre and go, you know, Jen started off doing this and then she likes this. And you can say a little bit more on a separate page. But as far as the about me, the initial introduction, the kind of elevator pitch, I really like to keep it to those four bullets, but then expand later. Okay, I'm done. We are at our half hour, so I think we'll take a quick break. JT, you want to wrap us into that? Sure. We are at the half hour, so we're going to do a quick room reset. If you've just joined us, NJ, we are VO Booth Besties, and this is our VO 101 series where we discuss fundamental topics about getting into the voiceover industry. Today, we're discussing building your website with Joe Davis. Thank you for joining us, and let's get back to the interview. Okay, so I think that was a really concise um what, four minutes about what your bio should be like. There's a lot of different schools of thought about it. Um, I actually don't have a lot of voiceover information in my bio. I make it more focused on who I am as a person because all the other stuff is on my page. Um, but that's just my focus. Uh, the beauty of it is that we each get to choose. And that's kind of the nice thing about a website is it's going to reflect you and who you are. I love, I'm going to repeat Jen's things once again, who you are, what you do, why you're different, and why they should hire you. 
So we want them to hear your voice as well, right? So Joe, you said um, you, you're not ready if you don't have demos. Um, we do encourage people if they're going to build a website and get going and they don't have professional demos to just to not put one together, but just put up some basic samples of their voice. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. If you've booked some work, you're proud of it, you think it's great, and you would like to use that in place of a demo, it gives people something to listen to. It gives them something to hear. And a lot of times you're going to have, um, you're going to have those demos that have little snippets from five different commercials. Maybe your demo producer is probably going to send you the full commercial as well. So while they're all compacted, compacted down into a one minute demo, you can use each of those separately. And a lot of the players will allow you to have a playlist underneath it so that they can, if they hear a piece of one of those commercials and they'd like to hear the whole thing, that's a good option. So if you don't have a fully produced demo, those samples are certainly better than not having any audio because that makes your website pretty pointless. Agreed. And, you know, not there's different paths into VO. Um, one of my favorite ones is a, a guy that I know who worked for a, a huge company and his boss came to him one day and said, we want you to record some uh, learning modules for us. And he said, okay, but I'm not a, a voice actor. I've never done voiceover before. And they said, that's okay. We like your voice. So he did it. And then they came back to him about a month later and they said, great, we loved it. We want you to do 5,000 more. And so he kind of, you know, fell into the industry by mistake, didn't have professionally produced demos but um, built his career off of these modules that he did for this company and ended up using some of those as his demo. And so I, I think professionally produced demos are a good idea, but if you have work that you've booked, um, as was just previously said, you can use that in place of it. Um, I, I have had people who you know recorded a, a YouTube video and said, oh, I'm going to use this as my demo. And it's kind of clear that they haven't, um, they don't have the, the equipment they're using a you know a, a snowball mic or something like that, and so that I think would be a, a detriment to put something like that up because it positions you as someone who pr- probably is very new and and you wouldn't book work but um if you've if you've had some experience if you have some work under your belt, yeah, you can certainly utilize that and I would say above the fold is a good idea uh, so it, the the two things that people are coming to your site um, that are the most important are to hear you and hire you. And you don't want them to have to dig for either one. So um, above the fold means without having to scroll down the page and hunt for your demos, they should be easily there. It doesn't have to be all of them. It could be some of them that your most important genres, or it could be all of them. There's voice actors who do, you know, break up their stuff into uh, all kinds of subcategories like, you know, government e-learning. Well, that's a subset of e-learning and maybe you have a page dedicated to that. You don't have it on your homepage. Um, But give people a a taste for sure on the homepage of some of the stuff you can do. I love that. I I just wrote that down. The two reasons they're visiting are to hear you and to hire you. And we want to make sure that they can do both without having to work hard for it, right? So that uh, leads me into that you want to have your contact information, right? And your uh, social media links, if they want to go connect with you on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever you prefer to connect with people, that all should be above the fold as well, correct? 
Yes. Yep. Your, I would put it at the top and the bottom. Yeah. They should be able to look, you know, at your landing page, have all of your contact information, your phone number, your email address, your little social media icons, and please, please, please make sure that your links work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys, um, and I'm, I have done this for many, many people, so I'll just plug this real quick. You guys are welcome to um, email, uh, go to our website, boothbesties.com or voboothbesties at gmail. If you want us, we're going to do a, um, in a couple weeks, we're going to do a Workday Thursday where AB and JT are going to review websites uh, anyway. But in the meantime, either send it to one of us. We can just check it for you, put eyes on it. I helped a very, very established voice actor. Uh, This person actually had many typos. on their website. And I just happened to go and I'm like, oh my gosh, they had no idea. So if you just would like some QC, it just for, you know, we're happy to take a minute and do that for you. But certainly on your own, go in, check it, do it from the view of, you know, someone coming in, click on all the links. Um, Cause there can be a lot of oopsies that get missed. Yeah. I and think nothing really... is going to make you look unprofessional faster than someone going to your website and the links don't work and the players don't work and yeah it's right away it's a no so just having somebody else just check it out make sure everything's functioning is really really valuable Um, i visited somebody's website earlier today and they uh, had a paypal link um, and this was a voiceactor.com website and it was great by the way Um, but they had a paypal link and it went to a personal paypal that had like their spouse's name in the paypal instead of their name which made it confusing this isn't something that that person had even thought of. And so I just reached out and said, hey, you know, you might want to use a business email address for your PayPal email address so it looks a little bit more professional and doesn't put your wife's name up in front of your name. That's just one of those things that we might not even think about until you get feedback from somebody else. So um, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that people might have on their website. So we've talked about kind of the the really important basics like you know, your name, your tagline, if you have one, your headshot, if you choose to use one, you're about me, a way to hear your voice, a way to contact you and to book you, and then um, ways to connect with you, right? But we also might include things like videos. So examples of your past work or an introduction to who you are, you could, maybe you have video demos. I know NJ has some really cool video demos that she has put together, Um that's a really great thing to have on your site. So JT, what are some other things that people might want to have? You might want to include your studio specs, the capabilities that you have. If you have a booth, sometimes that's important to know. If you have Source Connect or uh, IPDTL, you want to have that listed because that's going to be important for people to know that they have a way to do a session with you outside of a, a Zoom or a Teams meeting. Photos or a tour of your studio can be fun. Some people really enjoy seeing that. And it's surprising, but there, last month I had a, a Zoom with a client for a directed session and it went super fast. And we still had, I think, 50 minutes left in the hour that they had booked. So I always keep my camera off <laughs> when we do a Zoom or anything that you can turn a camera on for this part of why I love Source Connect. There's no camera involved. You don't need to see me talk as far as I'm concerned because I make funny faces 
and I'm not comfortable with that. And I had just gotten out of the shower before I hopped into this meeting. So my hair was still wet and I didn't have makeup on. And we get to the end of the session and they, they asked, can you turn your camera on? We'd love to see who we're talking to. And I cringed. I was like, okay. And I turned my camera on and we spent another 20 minutes just me showing them my booth and my equipment. And they had all kinds of questions. And it was it was a great way to connect with the client. And they find it very interesting because they work on the other end of it and they don't ever see this stuff. So if you want to put things like that on your website, people do find it interesting. I think any way that you can engage um, and, and get people to connect with you on a, a level beyond just words on a screen is a good idea. Um, it's also important to define your goals for the site. So if it's that extension of the business card, then it's all about things that'll uh, be engaging to a client. If it's SEO, then there's a whole other set of things to consider. Um, things like EAT, which is a, an acronym from Google. It stands for, it, well, it used to be EAT. Now it's EEAT, and it stands for Experience, Expertise, Authoritativeness, and Trust. And so Google's looking for specific things to, to satisfy those factors. And, um, and then there's a whole host of other things that's could be an hours long conversation, but, uh, the defining what your website's going to be for now, and then, you know, you can change it going forward. If it's going to be an extension of that business card, then it's all about stuff, engaging clients, um, testimonials, I think was something that hasn't been mentioned. And, uh, it's just kind of like, if you go to Amazon and you see five gold stars and a bunch of positive reviews, you're like, okay, I'm probably buying something that's not going to fall apart on me. So same thing with a, a voice actor, it, some reassurance that other people have had a good experience with you, I think is is a, a great idea. One of the things that I, um, I also teach a um, LinkedIn webinar, and I will kind of parallel it to your website, is I tell people, I'm like, I want you to think of it like a playground. And I want people to hang out on my playground. I want them to swing on the swings. I want them to go on the teeter-totter. I want them to spin the thing. I want them to push the button. I want them to, you know, click here and click here. And I want, like, I want to make it a playground where, just like you were saying, Joe, where it's engaging. And I want them to only be hanging out with me and play on my playground and learn all about me and keep them there. So, Although, yes, you 100% can have a website that is very simple and just, you know, name, date of birth, you know, rank. I'm kidding, but you know what I mean, just where it's just very simplistic. But what is your intention? Just like Joe said, you know, do you just want to be informative and it's, it's the business card, the extension of the business card? Or do you want it to be the, yeah, where there's all these little bells and whistles and things like that? Sorry, I'm throwing my phone in my excitement. Um, that they can, sorry, that they can, um, yeah, just try all these different things. Watch the videos, hear your voice, click through your pictures, look at your studio. Um, yeah, like they said earlier, I put together a video that is my demo. Also, it's just the audio, but then I just made up fake commercials. And so, yeah, so just deciding, yeah, what, yeah, what is your intention? I really like that. Yeah. Um, some other elements so that we don't miss anything. Um, you can list your clients. We talked a little bit about that earlier, but uh, if you like, you can have a client list. You can just list a few. Um, some people include photos of their clients' logos that you can you know, visually see. Uh, that isn't something that I do because I always get worried about copyright. So that's not something that I include, but I've seen a lot of people do it. Um, some other things are a blog that 
I think that Gina is going to touch on this on Monday when we talk about SEO, but a blog can be a great way to pull people to your site. Um, JT, what do you think? I just actually, while we have Joe here, because he he does a, so many websites, let's go back to the the client logos. Is that something people should be worried about? What are the the legal legalities of that? Can you put client logos on your website? Good question. So I've spoken to uh, actually a number of lawyers about this and, and gotten different answers. And I will qualify this with I am not a, a lawyer, so don't consider this legal advice. But um, from what I understand, and um, the, the best practice that we've followed is if you're comfortable ask the client first. If they say yes, then you have it in writing. If they say no, well, then don't, don't use it. Um, the other option is as long as you're not representing yourself as that entity, um, very likely, meaning, you know, you're not saying I'm Pepsi, uh, but you're saying I worked with Pepsi. The, the worst thing that would happen. And I, I only know, I think in all the years I've been doing this, uh, one or two cases where this actually happened, the company will reach out and say, please take down our logo. And and then you do. I don't know anybody who's ever um, faced any kind of legal consequences for having a logo up. Um, that said, if you're concerned, you can put your client's names in a styled font that is not exactly their logo, but still recognizable. And and then there's there's no... Um, legal implication at all. But again, the, the best answer that I've gotten from a lawyer is that if you're not representing yourself as that entity, it's there's fair use and it's okay to use it as long as you are not, uh, you know, you, you take it down if they say it's okay. But take what I said with a grain of salt because I'm not an IP attorney. Another okay. thing that um, Karen Guilfrey had mentioned in another um, uh, discussion <clears throat> she was having was also just the mere fact that she, and again, I know many people that do this. I'm just using her because I've heard her say, you know, say this was that she does not put anything on there because she does not want another company to assume exclusivity, assume conflict of interest, anything like that. So for example, if she or I, whoever, let's, we don't have to bake it about Karin, but you know, if, if, if I have that, I've done commercial work for Coca-Cola and Pepsi is like, oh, and they see my website and they're like, well, I'm not going to even screw with that because maybe she's already doing all the commercial work for them. You know what I mean? So you also, so there could be sort of this um, detraction uh, for some clients. Now I'm, again, that's, just an example. Um, but I understand too, you kind of want to be able to puff your chest a little bit and like promote what you've done. But then that would be the same argument for including commercials, um, videos, you know, so you, just like Joe said, JT said, you know, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. You have to do what is right for your business, for your branding, um, you know, if you are, if you're not a full time, you know, if you are normally an audiobook narrator, but you landed this really cool commercial gig and you want to show it off. Okay, cool. You know, but you, there is a process. And as you continue to grow and become more successful, you'll want to think through those layers, um, of what you're putting out there. Yeah. And Douglas Kelly just said in the, the chat too, his favorite way to contact, uh, is to post, hmm, my favorite way to post clients is on a separate page with the link to contact you and get that list separately. I hadn't thought about that. That's a 
a great thing. You could just add a little thing on the bottom of your contact page or um, maybe under the testimonials saying, if you'd like a list of clients that I've worked with, click here and send them to a, a contact page. Yeah, I used to have a a big, long client list. Um, and while it was in my menu, it wasn't on the main page. And I had links to the work that I had done for those clients when those were available. And I've found as time has gone on, those links are sometimes gone and, and they're not working. And, and so I just actually removed it from my main list. So it's still there. I can still send people to it if I, if I like. I can still reference it. Um, I wanted to, before we move on at all, I wanted to read a few of the things from the Facebook group because we had a couple of comments in the Facebook group. Uh, Liz Like, I'm not sure I'm going to say that right, Leich Like uh, said, I'm still in my first year and websites can be expensive and daunting. I know that people have spent upwards of $700, which is a lot if you're brand new. I got a template built from Alice Everdeen and I've been happy with it. It's a great new option if you're new and want something professional but affordable. You can reach out to her at voiceactorresources.com. She uh, put on her Instagram, I think, she charges $150 to build out a template for you. It's very basic, and she even says that in the Instagram. It's probably more like having um, a voice actor website profile, but she just does it for you. Uh, So that's just something to throw out there as an option. Ricky Boyles gave us a good review of voiceactor.com. He said, very user-friendly, easy to add and remove content whenever you need to. I was a WordPress user before this, and I was blown away by how easy the interface is to use than even WordPress or Wix. Plus, Joe is amazing and very helpful when you need anything. He hasn't hesitated to hop on a Zoom with me when I needed extra assistance with DMARCC stuff. I don't, apparently that's over my head too, he says, which is way over my head. I paid for the year with the DIY service, which was around $249, I think, and was very happy with the template options. So there's some positive feedback there. And um, we, I did not want, to, I, I want to make sure everybody knows, we did not set out for this to be a commercial for voiceactor.com. Voice actor but then when we used it, we realized what a really great resource it is for you guys. And so we wanted to make sure that you knew how awesome it was and you could use it if you want. Um, let's see some of the other things we haven't touched on. It might be nice if you have a podcast, I know a lot of voice actors have a podcast or, or they're on there. They've been a guest on a podcast. You might put that on your website and you might include a resources page with information about coaches you like or equipment you recommend. Um, just something to help people find your site and come to it and and help your SEO. So NJ, I know you have, or at least did have your on-camera work also on your website. Did you leave that or did you decide to change that? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. There are quite a few, I'm going to just give two sides as always, which which is what we've been doing because this is really, you know, a a personal endeavor. Um, There are many voice actors that also do on-camera work and I, and I'm one of them. And so I actually had included just a, not on my main page, but I had done a separate, yeah, a separate, um, link to go to on-camera work. And I actually had been talking to some talent reps, some casting directors and kind of to get their thoughts. And interestingly enough, and I thought this was a fair statement, one, one, um, talent agent said, when I go to your website, 
if you're telling me you're a voice actor, I want to know you are a committed voice actor. I want to know that this is your eat, drinking, breathing, voice acting, and that's 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 what your goal is. And that is my goal. And although I love to do on camera, any chance I can do any kind of commercial work or whatever, that's great. But then I realized, you know, that's not really part of who Jen Greenfield VO is. And so for me, I decided to take it down, not based on that, but just really trying to just, you know, make a, make a choice and go, who, who do I want to be right now? And if I am saying I'm a voice actor, then I need to be a voice actor. Um, where I do include it, LinkedIn, um, which I think is totally fine. And I think there's an understanding too that um, I would find, you know, the, the, the voice talent agent is going to be different than an on-camera agent anyway. So as long as I have access to the jobs, I think I'm fine. So I like the idea. I don't think it hurts, but I also don't think it helps. And so I, I made the choice to just go ahead and make my site strictly about VO and then I'll just amp it up with, an, you know, once I have my animation demo and all these other things and just really zhuzh it up. So that's kind of where I'm at. But again, your choice. We also had a question in the chat from Molly Marie. I almost missed it, Molly. I'm sorry. She said, um, I have an unpublished website that was started through Squarespace by someone who left me hanging. Any suggestions of resources of folks who could help me finish it? Well, I mean, I, I could help. I mean, if you want a square, I mean, square pace is pretty basic. We could, how about you just, how about you just, um, message me separately and maybe I can help you out or I can find someone who can. Oh, and I noticed in the chat, Terry told, Terry Briscoe told Molly to check out Jim Franck. He helped with mine and he doesn't overcharge you. I wonder if that's something you could ask, um, where did he go? Douglas maybe might be able to help you as well if you reach out to him. Cheryl Sip Sippins, I wish I see you guys as names all the time, and I feel like I know them. And then when you have to say them out loud, it's like, oh, uh, Cheryl says she does websites as well. So Molly, you've got some great resources there. Um, you also may want to just—I know at one point when you're when you're taking a website that's been halfway done, you might want to use like voice actor websites and just kind of copy and paste the elements that you liked over from the Squarespace and. Um, move them to something different if you want, you know. All right. So we, let's see, we've got five minutes left. Yeah. Can we I, get... I think Joe and I could go back and forth on this next one. I just want to touch on it really quick. I think it is really important for folks, especially newer folks, to understand two things. That SEO, meaning if someone Googles I need a voice actor in Scottsdale, Arizona, or Google's just your name, that SEO takes a long time to build up. And part two of this, and I, I say this a little bit joking, is building a website is not like Field of Dreams. So just because you build it <laughs> does not mean they will come. And it's important to understand that certainly, certainly starting out, the only way people are going to find you is if they have your direct URL, if they are literally putting in Jen Greenfield voice actor into Google. Like if, if you just think about the sheer number of voice actors there are right now, and then certainly ones that have been established that have been working for 10, 15, 20 plus years, you you don't just make the website and, and magically rise to the top of the list. Joe, do you want to 
maybe expand on that? Sure. Uh, I, I completely agree with what you said. Um, I also just quickly, because that's a, a, a long conversation we could spend hours on, I just want to um, touch on what Jane said. She asked about testimonials from coaches and clients and production companies and fellow VOs. Um, are they good or bad? And so I would say, in general, testimonials from um, clients, from production companies are almost always a good idea. The only potential downside that I can think of is, and I I know scenarios where this has happened, is where someone said, um, you know, Jane Smith, X production company, and then other voice actors saw that name and contacted that person and said, oh, I was recommended by so-and-so. They didn't actually know the voice actor. So obviously that's not a, a good thing to do um, on the, the voice actor's side who did that. But um, so it, the only potential downside of putting testimonials is you're saying who your clients are uh, or who your contact person is. So you could always put first name, last initial. Um, putting testimonials from coaches and from fellow VOs, I would say that positions you as someone new, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I would say most voice actors who have been doing this for a while are not going to put a testimonial from a coach, even if they have a coach. And and many voice actors who have been doing this for a long time still have coaches, but they generally won't put the testimonial there. So that's more of a, a question sometimes. If, if you don't mind being labeled as new, that's okay. Um, back to the, uh, the SEO question, yeah, having a website does not mean – it's not create it and they will come. Uh, it's – when I talked about extension of a business card, the th- that first type of site, it's you've had a prior interaction with someone and that you're sending them to your website. Um, or if your name is not super popular, like you know Joe Davis, um, but maybe something more unique, then when people Google you, if you haven't done SEO, then there's a, a decent chance that your website will come up. But if your name is popular or you're trying to rank for female voice actor or corporate narration or medical narration or something like that, that's a much longer haul. It's certainly possible, uh, but it generally requires months, if not years, um, quite a bit of money, a lot of content, a much larger website than one page. It's almost impossible to do effective SEO on a one-page website. So there's tons of things that go into that, and I can talk about it more, but I, I know we only have a few minutes, so I will pause there. That was perfect. No, just just understanding that, yeah, just because you build it doesn't automatically mean people are going to suddenly find you. So thank you. My pleasure. You, you did the perfect kickoff for that. <laughs> Excellent. All right, guys. Well, uh, we've made it an hour. We thank you guys in the audience for joining us. Joe, we appreciate you joining us. We want to remind everyone that VO Booth Besties is live two days a week. We invite you to join us on Monday nights as well at 5 p.m. Pacific and for our continued VO101 series on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. And meanwhile, please be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn and join the VO Booth Besties Facebook group. Replays are all available to listen to on our website, Booth Besties, on YouTube podcasts, um, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share your comments, like, and subscribe. This really does help us, you guys. Uh, sign up for the VO Booth Besties Monday newsletter so you know what's coming up in the week ahead, and you'll find discounts from our affiliate partners there as well. And speaking of that, Joe Davis has graciously given all of our listeners a discount code to voiceactor.com. If you purchase a one-year uh I don't know if we call it a subscription, Joe, but if you purchase one year and you type in the code VO Booth Besties, you'll get an extra month for free. 
So that's pretty cool. Woohoo! And we'll make sure that we put that in the newsletter on Monday and um, in the Facebook group as well. We are excited to share on Monday that our guest will be Gina Scarpa. Gina's going to give us a deep dive into SEO, as we've talked about today, what it means, how to utilize it to be found. So please join us on Monday. You will not want to miss it. Thank you all for being here and have a great rest of your day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. Video Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.